0: Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. I'm all about starting your year off with little luxuries to elevate your everyday, so I stocked our curated e-storefront with trendy accessories, chic home furnishings, and more that will make you feel so refreshed. As always, everything has my stamp of approval and is available for a very exclusive price. I know you're going to love shopping with us, so I'm also giving Climbing and Heels listeners an additional 25% off your first purchase with code CLIMB25, C-L-I-M-B 25. So what are you waiting for? Head to curator.com, that's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com and get started today. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zoe and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have one of my very dear friends who I just have so much respect for, the beautiful soul of a human being, Dr. Barbara Sturm. She's an aesthetic doctor and founder and CEO of Dr. Barbara Sturm Molecular Cosmetics. I am so excited to speak with Barbara about how she balances her work life, her mom life, and what it's like to work together with her beautiful daughter. Because let's be honest, that is the dream. I'm so lucky I'm surrounded by the most incredible women in my life. Some I've known my whole life, some I've known more recently. But I think what I want to understand a little bit, and I think the thing I really try to touch on in Climbing in Heels, is your journey to get to the top, all while still being so incredibly feminine and strong. And I mean, I have to just say, in your case, glamorous. I mean, you're like always dressed to the nines. Sometimes you'll wear, like, the sickest gown ever with heels, of course, but, like, no makeup. Like, you just come in with that dewy, fresh skin. And so I want to really talk about, like, as a child, were you like Charlie? Were you this, like, pretty little blonde, blue-eyed girl who had dreams? Or were you just, like, all over the place and had no idea? You know, like, how, how, did, how did Barbara start as Barbara?
1: You see, I probably was more like Pepper. And by the way, first of all, you know, when someone has you as a friend and women or people like you, it's great because you lift people up on stage and you make them, you know, stand out and, you know, give them give them the, the, the audience and that's great. You know, you really support women like me or people like me who come up with something extraordinary, you know, and you need that. You need those people who support you. Otherwise you can have the best products, but nobody hears or or sees it, you know? Yeah.
0: So that's,
1: that's about you.
0: (laughs) Well, because I believe in you. I believe in you. It's genuine
1: but that's authentic you know that's authentic and you know i'm authentic and you know um, people like us who are authentic you know we 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 get trusted and yes. because we're not someone we are not you right. know we don't pretend to you know want to do skincare when we yes. don't want to do skincare <laughs> right. When we just want to like yeah. collect some some more bucks you know along the way <laughs> but you know I, <laughs> I i was a little more like pepper i wasn't like you know she's very cheeky i, I wasn't like that i had very strict parents but you know, I was all over the place and I was a tomboy and I wanted to do every sport. I wanted to be the best in school. I wanted to... I was always in the first row. I was always there when something was happening. And it was, you know, all these facets. And I still can have all these facets, which, which is nice to have. I can... I can cook in the kitchen, I can wear a gown, I can go skiing, I can go and play tennis with the boys, I can be in, you know, in rubber boots, I, you know, I I, I take on any, anything, you yes, know, yes. anything. It, it's also fun in life to, to, to have all these options. But, you know, I, when someone would have told me, you know, you would be in the beauty industry, I would not have believed it. You know? Really? I was like, no, I don't think so. I wanted to be a doctor. But, um, you know. I mean, like, I I am a doctor in the beauty industry now, which I think is very good and which sets us apart from any other brand. But, um, you know, I created something which actually helps my skin, helps my patient's skin, helps my family and friend's skin. And then every skin out there, no matter which color, which concern, which skin type, which skin problem, which you know, age, which gender, whatever it is, I have a solution for
0: everyone with skin. It's, it's amazing. And did I hear correctly, you didn't start out as a derm doctor, right? Like, were you an orthopedic? (laughs) Tell me about this.
1: Yeah, that's you know that's also kind of crazy. You know, I always wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to be um, a, a children's doctor, and then you know, I had like a I had like a kid when I was twenty three. I looked like twelve when I had a kid. Still look twelve. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but Charlie, Charlie was there, and then I was in the in the in the children's hospital working with all these really sick children and it, it broke my heart. I it broke my heart so many times. I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um And so I, I went to into the orthopedics and I did my doctor's study actually on professional ski racers. And that was my thing, you know, combining fun and, you know, in, and work and study. So I went into the orthopedics and I was lucky enough to go together with some scientists and really interesting um, people in the orthopedics, which taught me that you don't have to accept a treatment which is in the medical space out there. You can come up with something new. You can create something which you think is really better than anything out there and bring it um, to to the patients. So I was very intrigued with science from, from my early medical years. And so I, I created the vampire facial when I was twenty twenty-nine or something. I remember hearing about
0: this and I was yeah. like, what is that which is crazy, but it's using your own blood, right? Is that correct? And
1: that comes from the orthopedic, using the own blood, but also bringing the anti-inflammatory medicine into skin. Look, when we look at skin, and you know, and you go to your dermatologist, what they do is they give you cortisone, antibiotics, acid peels, um, laser treatments. So no matter which disease you have, you get like a treatment which pretty much destroys your microbiome, your skin barrier. And, you know, this is changing now, but, you know, if you come from a dermatological approach, which is, you know, very, you know, topical. also, let's say, yeah, topical, also effective for certain diseases. But, you know, sometimes it's better to come from an anti-inflammatory background. And for the um, cosmetic industry or for the skincare industry, I think that approach changed a little bit the way we look at, at skincare, the way we look at anti-aging approach. Do we really want to aggressively target the surface of our skin? Do we really want to destroy our microbiome and our skin barrier? Do we want to make our skin super vulnerable causing all this inflammation on in our skin? We live in a time now where prevention is really the key where right. we look out for our for our food, for our sleep habits, for we don't smoke, we don't drink, we don't do all these things to stay really healthy in order to not get sick down the line because there's covid, there's all kinds of viruses. Mm-hmm. And we need to stay as strong as possible. Why would we destroy our skin, um, which is the entry point for all these viruses and bacteria? You know, not just that, but, um, you know, it gets translated into our immune system, whatever we put on our skin.
0: And I think people don't think like that. I think people are just like, oh, this is the thing I don't have to care about. You can throw chemicals on there because they'll come off when I when I wash my body or my face or whatever. And it's so interesting. And I think, you know, I think, there is this thing I think that people think about the the sort of cosmetic industry um and dermatology as this very surface industry, right? But ultimately it's not. Ultimately it it ties into your your overall wellness and and health. And I think that's something that you tapped into early and I think people are now really getting a better understanding of, you know? But so, okay, so you grew up with very strict parents. I could see that, by the way. I could totally see that.
1: <laughs> but fun, fun, but strict. I mean, like I had my boundaries, you know, it was, it was, it was, I think it was good.
0: <laughs> I, listen, I, I'm strict about a lot of things and I have no qualms about it because I actually think that children need guidance. They need rules. They need, um. they need structure or they're just gonna like, Lose their way, you know. In my opinion, I mean, it, it works for us, you know.
1: <laughs> it, I, I, I'm I sure, you know, with Pepper. Pepper is so different, and she is so strong headed. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm trying. You're to raising yourself her, now. But it's like
0: you're raising yourself now. <laughs> Don't you see that? Like, you're like, wait, that's how I was. Okay, this is coming back but the, to me the now. The thing
1: is, I, you know, I was listening to my parents. She's just like, oh no, I'm doing this or this. It's like. You know, and you know what? If you try to, you know, not punish, but like, you know, yeah, take things work. away, doesn't work. She doesn't care. Doesn't no, work. No, it doesn't
0: work. Doesn't work. I find with kids that have stronger minds, I find talking is so much more effective. It's like talking, the conversation. Yes, yeah. explaining the why, because I actually have found as a parent that we grew up in a time where there was zero question who was the authority. Right? It was like. But it was like, if you said why, they were like, because I said so. And that was the end. There's no discussion. There's no discussion. (laughs) None. And I think now we're raising our kids in a time where parents were trying to find that balance of being their best friends and being their authority because we want them to share everything with us. We want them to live this life where they're advocates for themselves. We teach them to be confident leaders and things like that. And I find that sitting down and explaining exactly why is so much more effective. Because once they can process, this is why, they're protecting me, they're this. If I do this, I'm gonna get hurt. If I do this, I'm gonna get in trouble and the ramifications are gonna be this, right? So I have a question. So, well, first of all, I do wanna point out that you're a young mom. I wanna point out the actual challenge and, and how hard that is to build a career while having a young child. Because I always say like, God, you know, I should have done this younger so that I was a younger mom and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I say that. And sometimes I'm like, thank God I did this late. I probably would have given up on my career so that I didn't have to leave them. But you somehow managed to never leave Charlie, basically, right? And and well, I, I had mean, to
1: leave for some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: tell me about that. Tell me about that. And now this sort of second time around the difference.
1: So when Charlie was little, I had my, my parents, you know, my right. mom was like a second mom to Charlie. So when I was traveling, Charlie was with them or when I had to work, my mom would pick them pick her up from school. So it was very perfect um, with Charlie and she was never really um, sad about it or anything. But, you know, she always saw me working, I think, which was very, very good for her. I think that, you know, watching your parents building something, I think is um, very good for the kids. And with Pepper... You know, that pepper now is eight. I was heavily building the business during that entire time. And she was traveling with me ever since she was two weeks old or three weeks old. And I put her on a plane and we traveled everywhere. And I took her and that was hard. And then sometimes I I went to Australia. So I I just left her behind sometimes like for two, three weeks. This was so hard. Oh, my God. I can imagine. Yeah, it was so. I mean, like, leaving your children. Oh, I mean, you know that, you know, worst. even if it's just for two days, it's, the, just, worst. it's the worst. It's the worst. Your yeah.
0: heartstrings are like being pulled. even if
1: it's better for them. Yeah. If it's better for them yep. to stay in their, their,
0: like, you know, whatever system or school. It's, it hurts. Um, but now I think that, you know, watching Charlie. Um, for, for our listeners that don't know, Barbara has a, a an older daughter who's in her twenties, mid-20s, right? And she's obviously, like, beyond stunning. But, you know, I think I met her when she was maybe 15. And I just... But she always was watching you. She always was next to you. She always was, like, respecting what you were doing. And I remember her teen moment where she was like... <sighs> I have pimples, but my mom's saying like she was still being a teenager. She would still keep you in line if you said something she didn't like. And you know what teenage daughters do, what I certainly did and probably still do to my mom. But I think that now that she works with you, I mean, how does that feel? That must feel incredible because like to me, that's the dream. But I feel like the dream doesn't always happen.
1: Oh my god! It's the best! It's the best! It's the best! I love Charlie so much. She's so smart, so smart. Also in business, she does business strategy. Yesterday, she hosted a big lunch at Art Basel Miami. She did an entire speech. I didn't even, I didn't even talk to her. Oh. You know, she didn't ask me. She say she just does the speech. She's so confident now. It's fantastic. And you know, we did a big leadership meeting, and she was part of it. And then, um, in our company, and then um, we had a coach with us. And the coach said to my um M D after that leadership meeting she said Charlie has to take over the company at one oh, point. So it's it's unbelievable. It's you the know, dream. it's not that I expected that. No, you know, I didn't expect it. I didn't ask her to do it, but she's like also she's covering an entire next generation. Yes. Look, you know, we we are us, we know each other, like you know, we have like our like whole network, but next generation network, I mean like she knows Everybody. She travels to Milano, to London, to New York, to she knows everybody. She's invited to everything. It's unbelievable. It's
0: incredible. <laughs> no, no, it's incredible. And I think you know, it's interesting because I always give Masoni as an example of this beautiful family business, right? So Where great, yeah. the grandmother and the grandfather, and then, you know, the mom and Margarita and the sisters and the cousins and the uncles and You know, it's amazing. And I think for us, like, you know, when Raj and I started our business, I remember when we had Sky and everyone kept saying, what do you dream for your kids? And it was like, look, you want them to live their own life, right? You hope that you build something that you can pass to your children. But at the same time, if if the kids have zero interest in doing this, like, let them live their life, let them live their dream and do their thing. But for you, I feel like you handled it so beautifully because you didn't ask. And that is smart.
1: You know, it's hard for a kid. You know, she's my daughter. You know, other employees or yes. coworkers not always respect yeah, her. Yeah, of that course. Because it's ma- handed to I her. I didn't make them. Yeah, but I also didn't make them. Of course, so she had to. She had to work herself up, and mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and strengthen her pers- position. And I'm not telling people to love my kid. You know, it's like it's up no. to them. No, of course. And everybody, yeah, and everybody loves her. She's so amazing. Sweet, you know? She
0: has your very similar demeanor, though. She's very like, well, you're like inner not calm, but she's has this very like calm, kind of chill thing oh about her.
1: Oh my god, her. she's so calm. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a firecracker. Oh, well, so am I. I. I I'm, just I'm do with you. Everything. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm impulsive. I just do this and this. And if this opportunity is, I do that as well. You know, and Charlie's like thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah. And then, you know, she grew up as my mother and I was her kid always. It's I mean, not she amazing. was al- always like the one who just, you know, calms me down and just, <laughs> you know, mom, look at this, uh, this way. And maybe, <laughs> it's,
0: I... it was so
1: funny, actually.
0: So then maybe, so then, okay, so I do want to talk about mentorship, Because I think to your point earlier, you know, I grew up, I don't know how you grew up, but in my career, I didn't have a lot of female mentors that took me under and said, let me help you. Let me tell you what to do and what not to do in this industry. Um, I'm going to tell you what's going to trip you up and, you know, all those things. I didn't really have that. And I think that's why I really try hard to be that person for people, because I do know how valuable it is. Um, and I, you know, I think for you growing up with, you know, amazing, strict parents, I did as well. I imagine your parents were mentors for you.
1: They, ta- they teach you the basics. You right. know, my parents always said, you know, be kind to everyone, you know, have respect for everybody, you know, keep your feet on the ground. And that was something, you know, these are good skills to have. Of course. And, um, you know, uh, building this business, I mean... I- I didn't even know I had a business, you know, I was just cr- making creams for and, and stuff for my patients <laughs> as a doctor, you know. Yeah. I was like this, you know, business became a business way, way later. But, you know, I'm still, as a doctor, it's service to my patients. And that really what matters to me. I, I don't really remember having mentors other than my parents. Right. I had an um, orthopedic doctor who um, helped me to really fulfill the dreams and in, 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 in doing my own business treatments mm-hmm. and that really gave me you know the power also now to to say you know i i'm confident i'm i don't look right or left i right. have a strong view smart. of what's good for the skin that doesn't mean you know it's what other people do it's really just us it's stern it's nothing else yeah. but stern I, I don't care what other yeah. people do you know so we smart. have like a very strong strong way yeah
0: i think that's so smart because i actually think that I read a quote recently, and I'm trying to remember it. Um, It was so profound and so true. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's yeah, the quote. Yeah, focus
1: on yourself. And I loved and that's it. Why
0: I, <laughs> I loved it. And
1: that's why I don't like this, you know, social media going through yeah. Insta stories. Yeah. You know, I always, I always say to the kids of my friends, to everybody, say, stop it's watching true. other people's life. It it's doesn't true. make any sense. You know, focus on yourself, what do you want to do. You know, you're beautiful. You're, you mm-hmm. know, your own person with your own life. It's crazy. It's so true. But
0: um, I think grownups have the same problem though. That's a thing. And I think that like, you know, kids, I think the impact is sometimes irreparable, you know, but I have actual girlfriends that stopped being on social media because they said, it's, it's really ruining me. Like it's really making me feel like I'm not included in anything. I feel like I live this really boring life. She's like, and it, it really – makes me feel bad about myself. And she's like, and I find when I don't look at it, I'm genuinely happier, you know? And I was like, okay, that's, you know, it's great. But I think, you know, what you're obviously living your dream beyond dreams. But I think the question is, you know, I want to talk about education for a brief second. Cause I always like to talk about, I really believe your education does not define you. In any way, I think to go to sort of like your earlier point, you were sort of like, eh, I was going to be a child doctor, I was gonna, I thought I was gonna be a child psychiatrist for, for what it's worth. Um, but I, I, I want to understand your point of view on that. Like, did Charlie go to college? You obviously went to college because you're a doctor. So you went all the way. But I, I do want to hear your thoughts on that.
1: I think you collect life skills throughout your life. Yeah, and yes. you're smart, or you're not smart, doesn't matter if you're you know, first in class or good in math, I don't think it matters. And to give you really strong examples with Pepper, for example, Pepper talked very late, Pepper read very late, everything's very late. I know she's so smart. She outsmarts me every day. Mm-hmm. But you Different know I, I don't I don't push. I don't I, I I don't think it's important. It's important how, you know, intera- does she interact with other people. How is she is she happy? Is she sporty? Does she get like her energy out, you know? I think, you know, kids find their way. And with Charlie was the same. I was never at a parent-teacher conference. I was never, you know, I let her do, I wasn't, you know, checking her homework. She was doing everything herself. She went to boarding school. She was the best in her entire grade. I mean, like the entire, you know, age group. She was the, I I didn't ask her for anything. It was her choice. But I still strongly believe that you learn your life lessons in so many other ways. And, you know, not just being good at school in certain Certain things.
0: I agree, but you had to have been a student like Charlie. You had to have been, because how do you become a doctor?
1: I, you know what? I was, I was lucky. I have a photographic memory. Me too. And that really helped me.
0: Me too. Yeah, that, I
1: swear that I got was, me through school. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, medical school is very hard. You know, uh, it's, yes. It's, very, it's, and you know, I, I hate sitting behind books forever.
0: Okay, two questions I want to ask you. What are your biggest challenges, like? what do you what keeps you awake at night
1: i'm a very good sleeper but obviously oh, sometimes class. you know when you <laughs> i thank God when you go to bed with something really like um crazy problem or something i like to fix problems Yes, i'm, I'm actually i like challenges so if something is not 100% i find it extremely interesting so that's why i'm never really Um, all that bothered with it. Um, The biggest challenges, I think, is, you know, the people you're surrounded with. If they're coming into your life as workers or whatever this is, this this is so hard. And regarding where your business is at, at what level, at what point, you need to make sure you have the right people with the right skill set for that part of your growth. And you know, are they loyal? Can you trust them? You know, are they good to you? Do they, are they passionate about, you
0: know, what you're passionate about? And, you know, it's, it's yeah. No, that, I, that, I, was, it's, that was the
1: biggest learning curve.
0: Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's same, by the way. I think, and I, and I, I want to point that out because I think that that is a very common thread with entrepreneurs. It's finding your team, finding your people, and then you hold on to them for dear life. Those stars and those great people.
1: Yeah, but also I'm like, um, you know, I have a very naive optimism, which is good because I'm good in risk taking yeah. because of that. But, but you know, I'm also like, you know, I, I for me, my team is family, you know, Same. I love harmony in my life. Same. I don't want to fight. I don't want to struggle with like negative energy. So I want a happy place. And that, it's not always possible. And that keeps me up. You know, I want... I want I want to be good with everybody.
0: I think it's a very it's a very common thread. I have to tell you all my friends that are CEOs, founders, it is the same thing. It's your cuz your your team that you trust, you trust for life, you keep them close. They share like every breath you take and they're next to you all the time. So it's this trust that you need and I think when that gets tripped up it really throws you.
1: One doctor left me one doctor left me, went to the competition. I told oh, yeah. him everything, that everything, happens. everything. I, I didn't sleep for months. Mm-hmm. I had to do sleeping pills because I was so disappointed. It's like someone so...
0: taking a marble statue and throwing it into your stomach is what it feels like. And
1: then, absolutely. And then what it does to you, actually, is like it makes you even better because, yes. you know, I de- I developed a bunch of new techniques and treatments, mm-hmm. which nobody nobody yeah. knew because I said, you know, I have yeah. to... I have to develop further. Yep. So I'm ahead of everybody again, yep, you know, of course,
0: of course. And, and that's the good you take from that. That's the good you take from that. And I think that's, yeah, but it all, but it also helps you develop a bit of a thicker skin. You know, it can't change who you are. Can't change who you are. But
1: you, <laughs> Thicker skin. I mean, thicker skin also makes you kind of rough. I know and that not always, that not always helps because you just, become a little more like cynical you know and, toughened
0: up yeah i agree last question for you where do you see yourself what's the dream do you ever say okay i'm gonna keep doing this and then i'm moving here and i'm gonna be doing this i always joke i'm gonna live in the south of france and like live like near the hotel du Cap and sit on the beach and make jewelry that's gonna that's my end game <laughs> 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 but like what's your dream dream
1: you see I I I totally live in the present. Yeah. I'm not Smart. much in the past. Sometimes sometimes when you have like, you know, little things which happen to your life, sometimes you have to go back to the past a little bit which I don't like. And I like to float. I like, you know, and I never chose a boyfriend who I knew I would I would know my life in 10 years, you know? And if somebody would give me this feeling, oh my God, in 10 years, you would be this and this and this and this. And I was like, no, I'm out of here. So that was not, I I couldn't deal with it. So the dreams I have, I like to fulfill while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. So what I did, I actually um, moved to Switzerland in the mountains. I'm living in the mountains. I always wanted to do that. So I'm skiing, basically got a cute, Wooden, wooden chalet. And I, you know, I go skiing in the morning, you know, before working, I go skiing. So that's my dream. So I live my dream, you know, as I go along. And that I had to learn to because, you know, you always think, you know, oh, when you, when you do this, then you do this.
0: It's guilt, right? You feel guilty. Like, wait, if I live in the mountain, then I'm not doing all the things I am. And you're like, wait a minute. I can do both
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> but we need to do we need to do the things we want to do if we want to do something, let's just do it because who knows how we end up, who knows how long we will live, who knows what's happening, you know, I think we just have to do a few things if we can if it if it put if it fits in our time, if it fits into our life it it fits with our children because the end game to me is like happy children, you know, and them you know being healthy enough to to be with them for as long as we can and, you know, take care of them as much as we want to, you know? Yeah.
0: That's so funny. It's like, uh, the more I talk to you, the more I realize why we're such good friends. We're actually really similar creatures, but I just want to say, I love you. I, you know, I talk about you, your products, probably at least once a day, actually. Um, I know. And f- I
1: love you too. So no, much. I mean
0: it. I mean it. I, I have so much respect for you. I love your story. I love your kids. I'm I'm fortunate that I get to be with Charlie a lot. Um but I just Yeah, I you're, love, such Ugh, you're such a great
1: friend to us. Please. You're such a great friend I'm so it. grateful.
0: I love I'm it. I'm so
1: happy Malcolm introduced us.
0: Oh, he's the best. I love God. I love that man. I do, I love that man. And I love you, and I'm so happy for you. And you know, for my listeners, if you have not tried Dr. Barbara Sturm's products, you have to. And if it's one product, I get asked a lot when I do my Ask Me Anything on my social, if I could afford one product, and I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I'm so obsessed with, like, the Beast Serum now, or the D-Serum, like, me too, uh, oh, my God. But I feel like one should be the Hyaluronic, right? One, glow I mean, the Hyaluronic, yeah. Hyaluronic is
1: a game changer, but... You know, I also, one. When, I started, <laughs> when I started using, I think you only should use Sturm. And if you only can have one product, I would do the face cream because that's how you need right. to start with. Right. And then okay. if you can add the next one, you do the hyaluronic okay. and you have a serum and then the face cream. So then you're good. Your skin will be always glowy and beautiful and transformed and you will love it.
0: I love and adore you. Have the best time. Go skiing for me. Get to sleep. I think it's late there or have dinner or have a glass of wine or something. But I love you madly.
1: All all of it. All of
0: it. I love it. (laughs) It's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what they are today. Okay. What are you most looking forward to in 2023? I'm not a huge believer in resolutions. I do want to really work on spending more time with my friends. Because between my work life and my mom life, I really don't make enough time to spend with my girlfriends. And I want to try and prioritize that this year. Because I just feel like I sort of, I'm too tired to like do anything that isn't work related. But I'm going to work on pushing myself to get out more and just do some like social time with girlfriends. Okay, second question. What was the most stressful red carpet look you have ever styled? I would have to say when Anne Hathaway hosted the Oscars in 2011, we did, I think, like 10 changes. And I was like nine months pregnant. And I just remember it being the most challenging thing. It was just so physical and so many rehearsals and so many fittings and so many everything. And it all worked out amazing. And she looked incredible. And it was such a great job to finish my like, Pre child life with, but it was very, very stressful in the moment. Plus, the red carpet look that she did that night for the Oscars, which was an incredible, like vintage red Valentino. But yeah, I would say that was just the most stressful probably because I was really pregnant. I was exhausted. And it was a really big moment for Anne. And it just was a lot at the time. So I was just nervous about it. And you know, I think when you're nine months pregnant, it just is that much more stressful. Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels Pod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. Let's be real. Dr. Barbara Sturm is absolutely one of the sweetest people I know. I'm so happy that we got to really dig more into her background because as well as I may know somebody, when I have them on the podcast, you really uncover, you know, just more layers of how they came to be the success that they are. And you know, I think she is so interesting because as she said, she was a very young mom and an older mom. And, you know, that's a real interesting challenge in life to try and figure out how to do both simultaneously and, you know, how to do it the second time around as, you know, being sort of more of a grown-up, I like to say. And she did it while building her career, which I have to tell you is one of the greatest challenges that a parent could ever face because you have to leave a lot and especially when it's your business and your brand, it's like there's no one that can show up instead of you. She just does that so beautifully. And I know that there isn't video of Barbara, but you, know, you can certainly find her on my Instagram, on her Instagram. She is strikingly beautiful. And I will say that her skin is literally glowing 24 hours a day. Like when she sleeps, when she wakes up, I've seen her at all hours. I've seen her with not a stitch of makeup on, except like lip balm. And I mean, she really does practice what she preaches. Thank you so much for listening to Climbing in Heels. And please don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. Curator.